Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of Just One More Podcast. We've made it to 10 episodes. Um, this is September 18th of 2022. We've got John from My Brain on Games. How are you doing, John? I am tired. Went to a family <laughs> reunion this afternoon with my family and had a lot of fun, but... Uh, just chasing, got the kid down yeah chasing the little one around you know a lot of people say oh you did a good job you know you're wearing him out uh, <laughs> you know whenever he takes naps on a car ride to home or whatnot it's like listen i don't wear him out i just provide the opportunity for him to wear himself out <laughs> yeah I, I just i just give him the tools to you know do the work himself yeah give him some toys or give him some open area to go run he will tire himself out yeah um and, of course, I am Jeff from Just One More Level, and uh, for the most part, I have largely gotten over this, like, month and a half of sickness that I've had. Still occasional cough, but pretty much everything is back to normal. Um, so I'm much more energized, much more just, you know, raring to go. So um, before, I, I figured before we get into the games that uh, that we've been playing over over the week, I, I know you said you got a, a, a beefy list of, of stuff that uh, that you've got. Um, what did you think of uh, Konami making that uh, that little Suikoden announcement? Oh, it's very good news. I am I have not been. Uh, as down on Konami as other people have in the past, you know, following their uh, messy divorce with Hideo Kojima. And, of course, they've, they've gone through a period where they haven't really put out a lot of games, but there have been some quality collections where they're mining their back catalog of titles and allowing some other people to do good work with it. So I've always kind of had a soft spot for Konami even through all the mess. So it's kind of no surprise while at the same time being a surprise because it's like yeah the Suikoden series this is one of your guys is like prime one of your choice back catalog entries that even if you don't make a new one because who's there to make a new one but even if you don't do that just re-releasing the old ones or like in this case remastering the first two hey that's gonna be a in my mind a win yeah and i mean for for me like we we talked about it on the the, the previous episode um, of just some of the, the the potential things that Konami could do, and uh, I my 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 interest in Konami really got a got a, a little bit of a spike when uh, news broke about them like um, redoing the the I think trademark for Sweden yeah. or, or, or license for the name or whatever. Yeah, renewing that uh, trademark in Japan, and you know I think we sent it to each other on Twitter, and even I was like, well. You know, even like the people writing this article say hey, that doesn't actually mean anything new is coming. You know, this is just something they're doing to maintain that copyright, that trademark. Yeah, and uh, and and then and then it happened. Suikoden one and two getting a getting the you know remaster treatment. Uh, not quite a remake. You know, they're they're just they're just doing some quality of life uh, improvements and just bringing it to 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 modern platforms, which. One thing that, that definitely stood out when they were showing off the first game, and for anybody who played the, the original Suikoden, it, it is, it, it, it struggles to hold up. Like, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's an older RPG. Uh, the gameplay mechanics are not exactly uh, fine-tuned by today's standards, but 
one thing that was shown off uh, was with Suikoden 1, being able to run diagonally, I think is going to be a, a, a big, a big thing. Because I remember, it's, it's been a while since I played the first Suikoden, but pretty much only having access to like up, down, left, right for uh, being able to, to, to move the character around, whether inside your castle, on the world map, all that kind of stuff. But when they showed that they are allowing the character to run diagonally, I, I saw people on uh, Twitter just being like, yes, finally! Like, as far as quality of life improvements, the, you you know you got a pretty good thing when just adding the ability to run diagonally is one of the, the big things that people are focusing on. Yeah, but then I guess that also speaks to what they're doing. You know, I don't... Running diagonally, I don't see that. Like, oh, finally, quality of life. Yeah. This game, the way it's meant to be played now. Yeah. I mean, I can run, you know, uh, you know, northwest, you know, southeast, like, sweet. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I haven't read up on too much of it, you know, just basically saw, like, I think one bullet point list of all the stuff they're doing. And I think the, the neat thing is actually redoing the character portraits and having the original artist redo the character portraits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I I saw that and I was just like, oh, this is this is making me hopeful that they will uh, do some some similar things as far as like remastering three, four, and five. Um, five especially, just since it's so expensive. Yeah. And and like it, it like it three isn't and four. Available. Yeah, three and four. Uh, actually, one through four were you know published digitally on the PS3. So. Those are yeah. still available for purchase, as far as I know, as of today, you know. Um, and that's how I played 1 through 4, actually. I have copies of 3 and 4, because, you know, those were never too expensive in the, yeah. you know, 2010s, whatnot, to find used. But, of course, 1 and 2, 1's not super expensive, but 2 is very expensive, and similarly so is 5. Yeah, and uh, it, it was, I, I think you had shared... Yeah, you you had shared a tweet that uh, what was it? A, a former developer for Konami had had stated like back in well, 2015 or something, or someone who worked for Konami, or yeah, former like a uh, public relations person, and pretty much saying saying that uh, they they had no no plans that that Suikoden was 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 pretty much dead at, at Konami. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know they're citing like lack of sales or lack of interest in the West essentially in Europe and North America. Which, again, like kind of being like the Konami defender here, you know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you look at probably like most JRPGs from that time frame, they probably did not sell very well over here. Yeah. It seems like, you know, in my mind of the industry, just like a layman's view, not actually looking at the numbers or anything, you know, I think there's probably like, well, starting back at the very beginning, you know, with like Dragon Warrior and Nintendo, Nintendo like gave that game away with Nintendo Power subscriptions to try and get an audience for it. And, you know, I think there's probably, like, a baseline popularity of JRPGs from, like, the NES through the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era. And then Final Fantasy VII came along with the marketing and, like, the 3D visuals. Like, okay, there's a big yeah. spike. And then after that, I'm sure it started tailing off again to where then you get to the PS2 era. You know, one of the golden ages of JRPGs. Just tons of great games coming from so many different developers. I'm sure, though, that they weren't all selling very, you know, weren't all selling terrifically well. Yeah, well, and just kind of 
just just kind of based on my my own experience with the uh, with the Suikoden franchise, like one is is definitely serviceable. It, it's a good game. It 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 sets the stage for Suikoden two pretty well. Suikoden two is amazing. I I love uh, Suikoden two. For for me, Suikoden three is kind of a uh, like I the, the best one in this series. I I couldn't really vibe with it very well. Um, it was it was fine, but for some reason it just didn't quite like the, the game is good. Like there's there's no no doubt about it. Like I'm not I'm not arguing the, the 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 quality of the game, but for just I don't know if it was just how with it having the Trinity system and three different stories and just how it all kind of played out and missing out on. On two little side stories and stuff like my I, every time i talk about three the thing that i, I like the most about suikoden three was thomas's story and that didn't last long enough like yeah i mean that it takes the backseat to the the other three that make up the trinity yeah. system the actual three yeah like chris for me and though hugo that, and that game was i've only played one through four so far and i've played them all relatively recently you know since around the iodin chronicles kickstarter uh, but for yeah. me, three is so far the the benchmark best one. Um, for me personally, I'd say you know maybe two is a better game, but I like three more um, because of the gameplay systems, all of the uh, skills and the way they interact with the runes, like the mix and match yeah. of that, and then just the ability to like how deep you can take that grinding and customization. Yeah, and like I said, it it's a good game. Like there's 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 no doubt about it. It just it it didn't i i don't know it it just didn't quite you know pull me across the, the finish line as far as like a, a, a like my favorite of the series so it's definitely uh, you know something where um like yeah i mean we talked in the past like man if they just made like a game a spin off of 3 that was just the thomas bit like that'd yeah, be perfect like, that'd be great cuz i the thing Give that us i more like of that sort of uh, management sim portion yeah, because the, the thing that I really like about the Suikoden games is being able to go out, recruit people, and see the castle change. See your headquarters change as you bring people in. See what shops get built up. See what, you know, the blacksmiths are doing. Uh, see the farming and all that kind of stuff. Like, And that was that was Thomas's story. Like, you were building up this castle. And I think it was only two two chapters or something. Um, yeah, so two or three. It, it didn't last very long, and I don't, I don't know, but... Uh, for me, like once it, w- while I was playing Suikoden Four, like I think Suikoden Four is like the shortest of the games. I think, yes. But I I like the concept of all of the the naval stuff, but it was just so so empty. Yeah, like, it was like empty. It was bland. That's like, the one I finished most recently, and going into it, I thought, okay, this could be like the coolest one because like one of my favorite games is The Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, and it and was not that. And it's one of my favorite games because it's got this large ocean where there's basically like a like an eight by four grid or something, and basically every every square on that grid has a cool, unique island or something to do. So I was thinking, okay, this is going to be about the same thing. There's just going to be this big ocean. There's going to be lots of stuff. <laughs> All to this explore. exploration, and then there's like five islands. Yeah, and and like so the the, the so Suikoden four. I, I'm pretty sure that the 
I, I know some of the pushback with the Suikoden 3 was like, well, it doesn't look as good as Final Fantasy X, and it, it's releasing, you know, after, uh, you know, so many, you know, good-looking games and stuff. And so, like, graphically, it was kind of panned, but Suikoden's never been a graphical powerhouse type yeah, of franchise. Yeah, I mean, franchise. 1 and 2 had pixel art graphics on the PlayStation. Yeah, and but I, I think that compounded with the fact that Suikoden 4 was just so bland and it was just very boring and and the t- snow oh my god snow being one of the whiniest characters one of the characters that i just just really he, he wasn't he, he wasn't even the antagonist of the game but like he was just so awful every time yeah, he's a terrible was, character every time anything was was involving that character you just knew that he was going to stab you in the back for some dumb dumb reason and it just like even 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 when you spare his life, like he he still finds a way to to just be like, oh well, you just you just had to make me look like the like like the bad guy. I'm mm, I should have killed you. Um. So I I think Trent like the you know three came out. It had the the graphical thing that people just were like, oh well, it's not looking as good as blah blah blah. And then four just being bland and whatever. Tactics having its issues, which I, I don't like tactics. And that's um, the one I've got queued up next in the series to play, and I'm interested to play that for one, I mean, just because I'm interested to see their take on that genre. And it's then got for some two cool concepts. Because I am interested to see Snow. Like Snow and the oh, protagonist of yeah, four man. go back, they have a history together. That's not really yeah. touched upon much in four. But it is essentially the crux of tactics, if I'm not mistaken. And just like the yeah. little, like the half hour, the hour we played, just checking it out a couple months ago, it's like, okay, I am actually kind of interested to see how different he is portrayed here. That's and to 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 be fair, I did not make it very far into tactics because of the element system or the terrain system in in battle. Um, it's after i don't know how how long i played but uh like several i i i definitely tried to get through it but it was just a situation where like you would change the the terrain and before the terrain was ever beneficial to you the enemy was able to like change it back and it would be detrimental and then just the turns would just take forever and i just i i grew tired of it very quickly um, so I'm curious and to see this what, would what have you been in like it. our pre Fire Emblem days, right? Uh, probably. Uh, well, because that would have been I'm, before playing Sacred see. Stone. So maybe you'd come to it with a different viewpoint this time. I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, Fire Emblem has has definitely grown as one of my my favorite franchises. Uh, especially I'm just after saying, kind of getting. But. Yeah, I'm just saying like pre Fire Emblem, basically like our pre Sacred Stone playthrough. Like yeah. I feel like my approach to tactical RPGs and my opinion of them has shifted radically from before playing that and kind of understanding basically basically succeeding in one to now to where it's like, okay, I love this type of game. And I, I think so with, with the, 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 you know, the, the fans of in enjoyed three, the new people jumping on this weekend didn't seem to really like it Four, I think was a, a big down point for the series tactics i think kind of kept it down pretty pretty low so by the time that suikoden 5 came out which i think is in in my own opinion i i think 5 is very much tied with suikoden 2 as far as like the best in the series 
Um, but the five just had so much stuff to go up against. Like the, the, at that point, the next generation had already started. The 360 had already been out for almost a year at that point. All of the hype was building for PS3 and, and the Wii. Um, it, it came out in 2006, like early 2006. So like the, the franchise had already taken its lumps and then it was up against like the next generation of, of hardware was, was, you know, had already pseudo started and the, the next two players were introducing their, uh, their hardware. So five, despite being such a good game, couldn't really turn things around. And then tier crisis on, on the, on the DS was oof, not very well done either. So I, I think it was just kind of a, a massive combination of things that, uh, caused Konami to be like, yeah, we're going to sideline Suikoden because we just can't seem to, uh, gain any traction with it. But I'm, I'm really hoping like my fingers are crossed that they are, are planning on, but I guess then the, the question becomes, how would they do other remasters? Cause they've got one and two. So then would they do four, five and or three, four and five, or would they do like three and four and then maybe like tactics and five, or would they just leave tactics alone? Like, I, yeah, I could see them probably because one and two are so connected and three is connected to one and two, but it's not as yeah. clutch. Like, you know, it does have a save transfer mechanism, but the things that come over as a result of that are not as major as two. And even even then, the stuff that comes over from one and two is not really that major anyways. But I could see yeah. them doing a standalone release for three. Um, I think, yeah, ideally, if they continued on with this, it'd be neat to see a another bundle of four and tactics since they are so connected. Yeah, much um, more connected together. And then do five, but I think we're putting the cart before the horse here because you know we gotta we gotta wait <laughs> yeah. and see what one and two do first. And you know, yes, ideally we'd see them go through the whole series. Personally, I, again, I want to see them do five just because I want to play that. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars to play it, and I'm not going to. You have a copy. I'm going to borrow it when yeah. the time comes. But I would just love make sure to be it's able super to, protected. I, I would love to have been able to buy it digitally like I did with three and four on the PSN for like ten bucks, eight bucks. Like they they never got around to putting tactics on there, did they? No. Okay. Yeah, and, so. and yeah, tactics I could see them not even bothering with tactics if they continue on re releasing the old ones just because it is yeah. a spin off and you know, it was not a spin off that was essential especially highly regarded. Yeah. I mean, outside of like kind of what 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 you said is a kind of like lumping it in with a Suikoden four remaster. Yeah, yeah I mean um, I think that'd be that'd be a great pairing. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I thought that that was just, that was great. Like, Konami is is really, really rolling, and, and uh, I was very happy to see the, the remasters uh, getting announced. Um, so in 2023, we've got Suikoden 1 and 2 remastered, and then we've got Aoden Chronicle 100 Heroes coming. So Suikoden fans for, rejoice. Yeah, like, from, from a, a decade of, of nothing... To, well, one year you're you're getting three games, so I'm I'm excited. Um, but outside of that, with the the, the news there, um, I've I have not completed Killzone Shadowfall. I'm still playing Killzone Shadowfall. Oh, you, but, you texted me how poor the story was. I figured, okay, well, he's probably just gonna gonna knuckle down, get her done. But no, well, you, you still have a thread going. So, so there, there. So, yeah. So, with with Killzone Shadowfall, 
Um, I, I think I'm playing on the second to the hardest difficulty. And the game, so, you know, with Elden Ring, it randomly dying, I got used to it. I still got frustrated whenever it would happen because it's like, I, like I've, I've played this game enough that just the, the stupid deaths would make me frustrated. In, in Killzone Shadowfall, it is such a, a mediocre to bad game. Like, now I'm reaching the point where even the gameplay is starting to have issues because guns are just not being effective against the enemies. And I'm like, the, they're throwing so many enemies at me that one or two bullets and I'm going down. Whereas for them, they're bullet sponges. And so when they're throwing like 30 enemies at me, and I'm having to single-handedly take them all down. Well, me not being a bullet bullet sponge really causes some issues. Um, so, like the the last couple of chapters have really drug out because I've just been dying so much. Because I I, I can tell that I'm getting closer and closer to the end, but the the story is so disjointed. There there is no real arc going on i don't know what is happening in in this story um characters are are jumping back and forth on who they're supporting who they're not supporting who they're trying to kill what like it's just it is so all over the place um it like at this point like shadowfall is really just a a tech demo for what the playstation 4 was going to be capable of doing um it it, that that's really the only purpose that I can see, um, and of course by you know today's standards, you know nearly ten years later, um, doesn't hold up very well. It really doesn't. Um, like one mission, I'm hunting down a scientist to to save her, and then the next mission, I'm being yelled at to kill her, and then. Like she runs off and is with the the Hellgast, and then all of a sudden the Hellgast are helping me out to to kill her themselves, and then like it's just that there is no no sense to be made of of the story, um, which is unfortunate because like while you know I I, I don't think kills on one through three necessarily should you know get any awards for like its narrative or its story but they were so much better than than shadowfall um i don't know if, if you've tried playing any of shadowfall or, or not but um like it is just like i would rather be playing more of aoden chronicle rising than kills on shadowfall at this point Ouch. like yeah it is just like uh so will you see it through to the end and complete it I mean, I I think I'm close enough. Like I'm I'm at like chapter I think I'm chapter eight or nine. So I've I've got to be getting close. I, I speculated that it's probably like ten chapters. Um, but my God, this is just like it's a good thing Gorilla stepped away from the franchise and started doing something else because they they were not in it for this game. They 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 were they were paid to make a tech demo for uh, or to make a game in the vein of a tech demo and try to piece together some bullshit story to uh, try to entice people to continue playing because Shadowfall is such a bad game. Like, it, it is, is very much that quintessential, 
uh, throw a game together for a new system so we can get some cells. So, um, not enjoying my time with it. It's it, it's really like I'm I'm, I'm trying to, to stay on on this trend of, of beating games that that I start. Like I'm I'm trying to, to get better and get back into that that routine. And and unfortunately, like Shadowfall is really making me. Uh, I think that policy already. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, yeah. and, and you said it yourself. It's like, well, I'm not enjoying it. And then like, yeah. I think, well, maybe it is maybe it is not worth it to complete it, even if you are that close. But yeah. I, and, I make myself suffer sometimes. So, like, uh, you know, for anybody out there that, that, that listens to this and, uh, you know, is is interested in, in the Killzone series, just just skip Shadowfall. It's, it's not worth it. Um, especially with the the servers being down, there's no online multiplayer. Nobody else to, to, to play against. It's just bots for multiplayer now. So um, at least it's got that. You can hop into bot zone and you know do that thing. But um, the the story is not worth it. So that it, it is it is definitely a skip for me. Unfortunate. But, but uh, so yeah, outside of that. Um, I guess I did do a couple matches of Overwatch since the, uh, the the servers will be going offline pretty soon. Um, not enjoying that either, so stopped playing that. Um, you just haven't so, had a lot of good luck this last <laughs> week. Yeah, I, I really should have just picked up Yakuza Like a Dragon again and just tried to finish that, because I, I enjoyed that game. That game was great, and now there's a sequel on the way for like a dragon they've got two other uh yakuza games coming which got rebranded or renamed to like a dragon so um like a, a, a series that uh would be would be good to get back into um but outside of my suffering um what uh what 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 is your uh you said like what five games you, you've been playing like that. Uh, since we're on the topic of suffering, I guess I'll start with Pac-Man Museum Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've uh, had some fun with that. Yeah, and so I thought I was done with it. This is the compilation yeah, I... of uh, Pac-Man games that came out a couple months ago now, I think. Um, whenever I completed the missions for Pac-Man 256, the game's in-game missions to get the related achievement, I figured I was done. In my mind, yeah. that was the last thing I was going to do because it seemed like it was the last thing that was attainable like realistically in reach but but going through some guides on true achievements i then (laughs) saw that there's a method that makes getting the the completing the missions for the arcade style pac-man games that are included in the compilation uh, much easier you know some of the longer missions are like complete 15 rounds in one sitting and whenever you're getting to like the the early early pac-man games you know arcade style games like I think the best I can do in most is like three to four, maybe five if I'm looking. So originally when I was playing through, I was like, okay, well, I'm just not getting those. I'll get as many of the missions completed as possible, but I'm not going to be able to complete all of them because I can't last 15 rounds in these games. And I don't want to try. It takes too much effort to try. Yeah, like too much suffering. Yeah, the cost benefit is just not worth it. You know, the thing with with this compilation are the achievements are all like incredibly rare. And I don't know if that's because it's a Game Pass game, so a lot of people just downloaded it to try it and then stopped playing it, or if because it's Pac-Man, a lot of people, you know, not a lot, but a lot of people got it because it's Pac-Man and like, okay, I'm just going to play a little bit of Pac-Man and hey, I've I've satisfied myself. I just need to play a couple rounds of Pac-Man every year or something. Yeah. Um, But because of that higher player count and low unlock rate, you know, these are like 
like every achievement I get is like all of a sudden like my most valuable achievement. So it is kind <laughs> of tempting whenever I'm looking at like my true achievements, like uh, true achievements ratio and, and just completion percentage in general. But anyways, I saw in these guides there is an alternative way of getting some of these where if you lose a life on a stage beyond the first stage, if you just exit out and return to the arcade, like there's a little in-game arcade where you can navigate and actually like design, uh, and then you restart the game, you can actually resume from that stage with as many lives as you had before you lost that life. So you can basically with one life just go through the game now the suffering comes from that's still not an easy task it's easier (laughs) but you're still then having to play like okay uh stage 12 of pac-man whenever the pack uh pellets you get uh turn the ghost vulnerable for a second that's still not a lot of help whenever they're moving fast and you got a lot of dots so you know i was still having i've done like I've done three of the early arcade games so far, and there's like maybe like four or five I'll be able to do this with, so I'm, I'm just about done with it again. Um, I've done three of them, and I think it probably took me like an hour each time of basically kind of cruising through the first three or four or five stages, but then in that back two-thirds just being like, okay, it's taking me like 20 attempts to get past this stage. So there have been some times where I just sit there and think like, okay, I could be spending this time playing something else. Is, is getting this yeah. achievement really worth it? And in the end, it was, because I sat there and devoted the time to do it. And so I said before, okay, once I get these ones, then I'm done with the game. I'm done. I'm not going to get the rest of the achievements. Now, but... maybe, maybe I will, <laughs> maybe. You know, there are two games that I, I really just don't want to play in this compilation beyond the little bit I dabbled with them. Pack in Time, that, like, terrible European side-scroller we played. Oh god, the one that like the controls that just were, controls were, were like terrible, awful. Yeah, like, I think the I think basically to complete all the missions for that entails beating that, and I don't ooh, think I want to oh. do that. And then the other one is Pack hmm. Attack, which I don't know if we checked out, but Pack Attack is kind of like a Tetris clone, kind of like a Puyo Puyo clone. I don't I don't th- I don't think we did. Yeah, it's like a Super Nintendo or Genesis era like Tetris like block blockbusting clone and I, I really didn't dig it whenever I doubled it so I don't have any intention of unlocking all of this compilations achievement beyond like these next couple of arcade games but hey I've said that before so time will tell <laughs> I mean I, I ended up putting another hour or two into uh, Aoden Chronicle Rising after beating the PS4 version and, and like what you, you pointed out in the last episode um, the fact that I, I played enough to get like 80% of the uh, PS5 trophies just because I was like, well, I can import the save and that shit, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, like so, somehow these games just managed to, to pull us back in. Yeah. Like, and, and one thing that really guides me is, you know, I've, I've got like this obsessive compulsive behavior with true achievements. Like since I've like way back when, whenever I first got the 360 or maybe it was like a year or two after getting it, I guess whenever TA came about, or whenever my under, my discovery of them came about. And then again, now that I've gotten on the Xbox platform again, it's like going there and be like, okay, like my completion percentage is like a 64%. I just want, like in the games I play, if I can just get more than 64, I am improving my completion percentage. So that's kind of the things I look at. So like in your case, you've got 80% of the Aiden Chronicles PS5 tr- trophy list. It'd be like, hey, I the time I'd have to put in to get them all, 
would require playing the game yeah. again. I don't want to go that far. But at the very least, I've done better than what my current floor is. So I'm when, improving a little bit. Yeah, when 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 looking at the you know the, the monthly profit and loss reports, um, we can probably not dedicate resources to spending more time on this game. Like we're we're good. exactly so, um, and I mean that is like, that is one thing um, with Killzone Shadowfall. Like the platinum trophy is a point one percent. Very so, rare. And for the most part, I, I I think because of Bot Zone, like you can go through and get the the, the multiplayer trophies, but um, like there's certain there's certain stipulations like com- complete this chapter, okay, get a trophy for that. There's also a, a trophy for do this specific thing in this chapter, and if you mess it up, you have to start the entire thing over again. And I'm not doing that. Yeah, so, so I mean that 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 sort of achievement trophy design is cool because it gets you doing different things, but if there's poor checkpointing, then yeah, it can be a hassle. Yeah, like th- there's there's one um, there's one trophy that that's in Shadowfall that I swear that I did the, the the stuff for the stipulation, and it was complete the chapter without setting off an alarm. Okay, well I went through the entire chapter, and literally the only like i didn't set off a single alarm the entire time that i was in that in that chapter a cutscene started at the end of the chapter which forces an alarm to go off and the the trophy didn't pop well and if if the, if the alarm is tied to the cutscene that's probably not what prevented you from getting yeah. that so but while playing through it at no point cuz uh there there's you've got this owl system that is uh, uh, attached to your character, and you can send it out, and it'll attack enemies, or it'll stun enemies, or it'll be like a grappling hook, or in in some cases, uh, context sensitive things will pop up, and it can go over and it can like disable things. So I was having it disable anything that was potentially an alarm. So there was not an alarm that went off. So I had no idea what uh, like w- what I missed. Um, but I was just like, I'm, I'm not playing this chapter again to, to try to, to do this one thing or figure out what, what apparently set this off. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely not going to get a platinum in that game, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Well, speaking of sci-fi first person shooters, we did complete Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition last yeah. week. That's, uh, you know, just, it, it, it uh, it was, it was, it Anybody who's played Halo, they know that uh, to, to beat the campaign, it takes like nine months. So, Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, hey, we d- I don't have a lot to say about this because we started it back in March. Um, and we've only ever played it in person, like actual couch co-op. So yeah. like the story and stuff that happens, you know, it's, it's not a complicated story or anything, but it's not fresh in my mind. So I couldn't really tell you much about it. And really, like as, as we were playing... We really couldn't hear what was going on when the characters were speaking, anyways. So yeah, poor audio mixing with the yeah. with the dialogue. Um, music, the, <laughs> the music, understandably, gets loud at certain points, and understandably yeah. so. Maybe the dialogue could have gotten loud too. And maybe the 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 music that does get loud, uh, maybe not have it go over when people are talking. Um, you know, just kind of, just kind of that sound execution. You know, but 
Um, for the oh, most yeah, part, like, I think the thing that you and I liked almost the most, uh, at least for me, the thing that I liked the most was the pushing the button and just changing, uh, like going back to the original graphics, uh, just seeing how it was back, you know, on the original Xbox versus the remat or uh, the uh, anniversary edition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, I remember whenever this version came out, like in 2011 or 2012, whenever, and here, reading the reviews about it and being like, okay, that is a legitimately cool feature. Just being able to push yeah. the button to swap instantly yeah, between like, the old visuals and the new visuals. So, I mean, it, I, like, like you said, we did that all the time. Just be like, well, what did this place look like? And, it, it and like? The, there were some areas that it completely threw me off. Like yeah. you would, you would randomly press the button and like so much of the textures would change. I was like, what just where, what, like, yeah, like it was just really cool. Just how much effort they went into like redo the game for this, uh, for the master chief collection. So, and it kind of shows how deceiving your, uh, memory can be your nostalgia because <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I remember yeah. playing the game back then, but switching to some of these places, like I don't remember it being that empty or just that bland. Like, so a yeah. hey, kudos to them for actually putting in some effort in this anniversary remaster. But then at the same time, it's like, wow, things have changed <laughs> in that short amount of time. We, we were this easily fooled by a supposed like full world. Like, yeah. Well, and uh, so, so we did that last weekend. We actually finished that after uh, recording last week's episode in person. And, and it was the first time we'd hung out for the first time in uh, 10 weeks, so two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so besides playing Halo and just hanging out in general, catching up in person, um, on the agenda was a trip to Claremore and Pryor. We oh, yeah, stopped yeah. at We stopped at the Game Exchange in Claremore, and each town, Claremore and Pryor, had a FTW game company. Um, you know, we haven't hung out in 10 weeks, so it had been a while since we'd gone game shopping anyways, but um, my last visit... Uh, and likely our last visit to that game exchange, according to my Google timeline, was March 2021, so year and a half. And then my last visit to FTW Game Company and prior was March 2020, so two and a half years. Now, of course, you had a more recent visit there, and fortunately (laughs) this one was a better better experience. Much better. And honestly, you know, the last... I can't tell you, last handful of times we've gone game shopping, you know, generally just to vintage stocks, looking for some good deals or bargains during their, like, buy two, get one free sales. We haven't really walked away with much, and it seems like it's been that way, kind of in line with the pandemic and in line with the secondhand video game market just exploding, costs going up and, like, the scarce games getting scarcer. This was the first time where we've gone game shopping. It's like, okay, wait a minute. They're actually... A pretty good amount of games out there that are desirable and for a fair price. They they're still super expensive yeah. games in the cases, but like in almost a a miraculous fashion, we each got something at all three of the locations. We were all we yeah. were three for three at every location. That's uh, we we didn't uh, get anything like crazy priced. Like we didn't get uh, what was it. Uh, uh, Metroid Prime, was it was it yeah. Metroid Prime that was like like eight nine ninety bucks or something? Yeah, Which, something like that. Like, like what I was telling you, like but just insane. a disc. Because I remember all the time in the mid two thousands seeing that at Vintage Stock or GameStop for like four or five bucks. Now it's a hundred. That's got to be like yeah. one of the the 
the GameCube games with the highest print runs. For just the disc as well. Like, yeah. you're, you're not getting the entire thing. Like, they're asking, like, 100 bucks for just the disc. Yeah. We also so. saw Fire Emblem Path of Radiance for 250 <laughs> yeah. and I can understand yeah. that more. That was a late GameCube title. It had a smaller print run, and Fire Emblem was not as popular over here as it was then. Uh, which, still, you know, I'm not paying 250 bucks for it. Oh, yeah, um, no. But... No. I, I can understand that more than Metroid Prime. But don't you don't you have it on GameCube? You bet your butt I do. <laughs> yeah. Got that and the player's yeah. guide. And uh and, and and you didn't have to spend over two hundred dollars to get it, so Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's one of the cases where it's like, well, fortunately I bought it new, so I mean I paid basically top dollar at the time, but yeah. in retrospect it's like, well that's actually one of the one of like the small percentage of games that has uh, a crude value yeah so but yeah it was it was fun like i i picked up uh fallout 76 the the, the walmart release did not come with the controller skins so you yeah know. yeah your your but, halls were like basically steelbook <laughs> yeah yeah steelbooks and uh rage 2 uh you know that's uh for um it was, was like, like what a couple five? bucks six yeah. bucks yeah but uh, yeah, got Guardians of the Galaxy for the PS4, Steelbook, got Fallout 76, uh, the Walmart uh, edition, which was the Steelbook, and then Just Cause 4, uh, with the, uh, for the with, that has the Steelbook. Um, and I, I think all totaled, I think all like collectively, I'd I'd have to pull that for, for like exact numbers, but uh, I think like 30, 30 bucks, thirty to forty dollars is what uh, what these were, which. You know, total, it, it, not a yeah, piece. Total. total, yeah, total. So all all four of them uh, being you know, thirty to forty dollars. So averages out to about ten bucks. You know, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's great. Like we were able to go out, spend some time together, hit up some game stores, yeah. and actually walk away with stuff that we felt was worthwhile. And uh, I, I don't know if this is the the next thing on 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 your list, but I I do remember the the, the fable. Uh, situation like you you were looking for a certain fable version yeah. and you wound up thinking you you were getting what you thought you needed but then when you opened up the case you're like oh wait no this is what i was looking for yeah yeah so i one of the games i picked up was fable the lost chapters you know the platinum hits re-release of the original fable on xbox and it included some expansion stuff that i think the the pc version got um and so i'd always thought like oh once that gets below ten dollars, then I'll buy it. That's what I'm waiting for. And I was like, "Oh shoot, this is like six bucks." Yeah, I'm gonna get that. And so yeah. I got that at at that location. I also got Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger on the 360. It was just a couple bucks. And uh, probably the highlight of that store was Record of Augrest War for the 360. It was like twelve dollars, I think. Um, yeah. But whenever we get back to the car, it's like, okay, well, let me check the discs and. Surprise, surprise, Record of Agress War is actually, like, the collector's edition version, so it had a soundtrack, but it does not have, like, the big box or anything. Yeah. Um, but surprise, 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 Fable Lost Chapters does not have Fable Lost Chapters in the case. It has Fable Anniversary Edition. Which has even more content than yeah. so, uh, Lost yeah, Chapters. So so carrying on from, like, I guess after they did Halo Anniversary, Microsoft did the same treatment to Fable and re-released it on 360. 
and that was the one I'd been wanting to get once it dropped below $10 or something. Uh, I don't know. I, I just confused the two, and, you know, hey, I wound up getting it, I guess. It's, it's a disc-only copy, and so now I've kind of got, like, two entries in my collection. I've got, hey, the disc-only copy of Anniversary, and then I've got basically a uh, lacking game version of The Lost Chapters, but... Uh, the anniversary edition still is like 20 bucks just for like the disc, so I, I got the better deal in that situation. So yeah, and I mean, it was it was definitely good. I, I think for the most part, since it had been so long since we had like gone game hunting or even just hanging out, like uh, a lot of time just kind of disappeared, but uh, it, it, yeah. was, it was definitely yeah, it was good. it was kind of a long day. I mean, it's a drive from where we are. You know, Claremore yeah. and Pryor, that's a good drive, but... You know, of course, I like those long drives because it gives us a chance to converse or even just listen to a podcast. And, I mean, for the most part, a lot of those drives are kind of what ultimately inspired doing this podcast because of just, yeah, like, we, we, we both have a, a, a lot of stuff that we like to, to talk about in gaming. And uh, and it's definitely a situation where um, you know, we, we've always, we're like, man, if we would just, like, have mics and hit hit a record button, uh you know, we 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 just we talk about so much stuff when it comes to gaming, and uh, so. Well, yeah. and segueing into my next game, one of the things we did listen to on the drive was uh, Sonic Generation soundtrack, which is a good soundtrack. Even even the uh, remixes or remasters or uh, probably yeah. remixes, uh, arrangements, new arrangements of classic oh. Sonic games. Sonic soundtracks, and and that's essentially what Sonic Generations is. You know, it's kind of like a greatest hits compilation. But uh, I did beat it. I think I actually, I think I actually beat it last time. But I was gonna do achievement cleanup, and I didn't think I'd be able to get all unlock all the achievements by the time we recorded this. But uh, Jack woke up in the middle of the night Friday night, and that gave me a reason to can just push on through. Um, in the session before that, I was going through and collecting all the red rings. Um, there's like five red rings in each stage, so it's just kind of like hidden collectibles. Um, I'd got maybe maybe a third, a little under half of my own volition, um, just without a guide or anything. But at this point, it's just like, okay. I basically have that. I have a few little odds and ends, and then I'll complete this game. I'll have all the achievements unlocked. Um, yeah. So I was on track to get all the collectibles that night and go to bed, and then Jack woke up and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to stay up, uh, you know, read with him, do some other stuff with him, and then whenever it was apparent he wasn't going to sleep, it's like, well, let me just fire up, let me fire Sonic Generations back up and get these last handful of achievements, and bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm done with Sonic Generations. Yeah, and you you showed me a couple of the, the, the cut scenes and stuff, and I, yeah. I, the, the Sonic's got some pretty good humor to it, like especially with Robotnik, like, um, and I, I think you you had pointed out that Jim Carrey is a perfect, uh, like, person to play uh, Robotnik on for for the movies, just like the, the I mean, just watching the movies, you can tell he's he he's a, a good fit for it, but just like seeing the, those cutscenes and stuff, it's like okay, yep, this is. Like you, you can definitely tell that uh, you know, Jim Carrey is really probably one of the few people who could really pull off this uh, such an eccentric character. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, after playing this and you know, kind of uh, refamiliarizing myself with the Robotnik, Doctor Eggman, it's like, okay, that was perfect casting. They nailed it. Yeah. 
Um, uh, well, one so of that's, the sp- that's four. That's four things. Yeah, you let's got- see. That, that was Pac-Man Museum Plus. That was Halo. That was Sonic Generations. The, the, and yeah, the I game guess, hunting. I guess game hunting. Yeah, that's four. Um, so one of the surprises I alluded to last week, um, I played through one of them this this most recent week. Um, right. It is a it's a free game on Xbox. Okay, like, like through Game Pass or not even through Game Pass, just free to everyone. Oh, okay. okay. And this is this is one thing that's kind of confusing. It's free to everyone, but it's not on PlayStation or Nintendo platforms, and it's not published by Microsoft. Nothing, no connection. It's a, like an hour long, and it's an easy okay. thousand achievements. Hmm. And so it is space science investigations. It's a game. Space science investigations. Yes. And, and I use game lightly. It's more of like just an interactive experience or like an educational tool almost. It's published by NASA. All right. Well. So it's, it's like this free experience published by NASA. It's actually developed, you know, I, I guess internally by iGoal, which is uh, the Integrated Graphics Operations and Analysis Laboratory iGoal. <laughs> oh, and, all right. And according to a, an older page on NASA's website, um, iGoal, iGoal's goal is to convey NASA's mission to people of all ages in ways that word and charts do not. So basically, iGoal is set up to get NASA's message to the mainstream. Okay. Well, so, so kind of a, 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 a PR department, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and in addition to that, they do um, they do computer graphic services for NASA. They so they do like visual rendering and stuff like that. But uh, you know, so like I said, it's really more of an interactive education tool than a game. Um, and so what it is, uh, you're basically put in the role. It's first person. You're put in the role of an astronaut, and you're up on the uh, International Space Station. And so you just kind of putter through it. You know, you're moving in like the low gravity environment, zero gravity environment, whatever it is. And it's kind of complicated to control because besides going like forward or back, up and down, you can also like kind of tilt yourself, spin yourself around. So it it honestly kind of made me a little queasy. um, (laughs) And it is kind of difficult to control, kind of get used to. But you're basically just going through the space station, um, kind of going. It it gives you an objective like, hey, go here or go do this. And kind of doing like performing some of the tasks that astronauts do on the space station. And then you get there, you get the object, and it basically gives you, like, a little video that tells you about, like, hey, you know, here's how, like, uh, the blood flows in the body, or here's, here's what happens to your, your body in space in, prolonged, uh, in a prolonged time in space. Um, hmm. So, I mean, it, it's neat. It's, like I said, it's right at an hour long. It's easy to unlock all the achievements, and it's, in, it's educational. So, I mean, it's worth checking out. So do, do you see yourself uh, dropping your career as an accountant to become a, an astronaut now? Like, do, no. do you feel confident in your... Oh, no. Okay. Well. No, one of the things, I mean, one of the things that's fascinating from it that, you know, uh, taught me or maybe made me think about it again, maybe just think about it in a different way, is like, there is so much we still don't know about how human bodies interact with, interact and change in space. Like, there are changes yeah. to the human body in space that... Uh, like there's one thing with like the eyesight like whenever you get up there there's stuff that happens with your eyeball the retina and everything that changes permanently the way Whoa. you see like even whenever you get back down to earth your eyes have been 
changed. Is it because of gravity and stuff? Like it, there's just the, the weightlessness I, of. I don't know that they have an answer. And there's oh. a lot of stuff like that where it's like, you know, this is, you know, we've only been going to space for a relatively short amount of time. Like there's still just so much we don't know, not only just about space, but about how our bodies adapt to space. Huh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. So, so it's, it's one thing interesting to ponder, like, okay, you know, at some point we're going to set up bases on the moon and on Mars and we're going to live there. It's like, well, yes, well, at some let's, point, let's hopefully we down. will, but there is still so much to learn. Well, and I, I guess, you know, it, it kind of goes to just some of the, you know, we, there's, there's so much that we don't even know about our own planet right now. Like, uh, you know, as far as like just being underwater and the, 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 uh, the, the ocean life that's under there. And like, like there's, there's so much that we we're still figuring out about our own planet that it's like, are we really ready to start trying to, you know, colonize Mars and, and the moon when we're still not, you know, completely sure about how things are here on earth. Um, but yeah, gotta gotta keep progressing. Gotta even yeah. though we haven't done everything here, like we can we can juggle, we can do more than one yeah. thing at once. Yeah, I mean, I I I guess that's true. That's uh, um, hopefully they, they they do more of these little. Uh, you said it's about an hour, and it's just like available yeah. on, on Xbox. Yeah, it probably takes honestly probably takes like. 30 to 40 minutes if, if you did it fast you'd probably do it in like 30 minutes or something maybe like 40 to 50 to beat and then like another 10 to just go get like the one or two achievements you missed but there is another game published by nasa and developed by eagle and this one uh, i have not played yet i'll probably play it this coming week uh, but this one did see release on android and ios uh, like two years ago 2020 i think and it's it's kind of the same thing where it's like an educational game but it's a card game or like some sort of board game oh and it's this, you know, again, it's the same sort of thing. You know, probably, I think this one will take a little longer to get all the achievements, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, but again, yeah. it, I think it's something where it's, it's, there's not really any difficulty to it. And hey, it's free and it's educational. Well, that's uh, it, it. It's cool to see like the educational experiences and stuff. And um, I, I feel like. Uh, you know, we've we've, well, yeah, we we've dabbled a little bit with like VR and just like virtual reality. Um, I, I think something like the like an educational that that the space investigations thing, um, I, I think would be kind of cool. Uh, it was just having like an educational thing that's in virtual reality, like being up in space or being in a space station or you know that kind of stuff. Just like learning about um, all the odds and ends that that go into you know, traveling to space. Um, but yeah. Yeah. If anything, it'd be neat to see this game, to see this uh, again, calling it a game very lightly to see this game, like fleshed out more to be like, okay, here is actually like the schedule of what the scientists are doing. The astronauts are doing whenever they get up there, kind of almost like a life sim or something like a job sim. Like, okay. Let's actually yeah. perform those tasks. And like you said, yeah, in VR, that'd be stellar. That'd be even more immersive. So was uh, was 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 there any like? What it, it's weird that it's only on Xbox, like yeah. not on not on other platforms. But like, was there any like Easter eggs or anything? Was there was like, or is it just strictly it's it's 
just on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no affiliation to Microsoft as far as I'm aware. Like, the first thing I thought was, like, well, that's weird. Maybe it because it is developed by NASA, you know, it is using, like, federal tax dollars ostensibly to make this. Maybe there's some sort of rule or law that says, okay, you can put, put this out on, like, uh, uh, you know, like domestically developed systems and platforms, but not internationally yeah. developed. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. The first game, the, the like that card game, came out on Apple and I and Android. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess those are kind of American, but kind of yeah. not. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it's global. Yeah, I don't know if it's just sort of maybe whoever at NASA is making these decisions, just viewing Microsoft kind of like, oh yeah, like like the Office people, yeah, like Windows. <laughs> yeah, like we we use Excel all the time here. Yeah, it's like so. every, everyone knows Microsoft. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's cool. Like, uh, there's uh, maybe instead of like a, a game, it's just like the the space investigation experience or something. I, I know that's kind of a uh, with some of the, the VR stuff that releases on the PlayStation Store. A lot of it is like the Kingdom Hearts blah 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 experience. The you know they just tack on experience at the end instead of like yeah help game help people like okay set your expectations. Yeah, this this is this is not a full fledged Kingdom Hearts game in virtual reality. This is just a little tiny snippet that we've made for VR. Um, but uh, yeah, and so then the last thing on my list, um, you know, Sonic Gener- Sonic Generations. Like I said, unexpectedly cleaned that up. Didn't think I'd really have to decide. Okay, well, what am I going to play next now? <laughs> you know, even though I got a backlog, it's it fluctuates, not set in stone. Yeah, um, so I decided. No, although I, oh. I'm not going to lie, I am getting close to, I, I'm very close to being like, okay, I want to dive into another RPG. And then in my mind, it's like, well, wait a minute, Star Ocean's coming out like next month. Oh, like, but, oh yeah. That, but that Tactics, be... I can probably beat, well, I know I can beat it before before that game comes out. And maybe it'll be something like your experience of Tactics. I, I put some time into it and be like, eh, I've seen what I need to see. I'm done. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to play through it. There's no trophies I need to, to collect in this one. I, I, I've seen what I need to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ruining my completion percentage or anything by just dropping this. Yeah. Um, no, so I started up Guanage. What? Guanage? Guanage. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, this is a shoot 'em up from Cave, like uh, basically one of the, the top tier shoot 'em up developers of Japan. Uh, it came out in 99 in arcades originally. And it's uh, on 360. Uh, it's available digitally. And it's backwards compatible. Um, I had made, I think, two years ago, last year, two years ago, I was really on a tear going through shoot 'em ups on the Xbox 360. I have a couple, like, ride-in games and some other stuff. And I had just got a new arcade stick that was compatible with a l- multiple consoles. So it's like, hey, I had to finally play through these shoot 'em ups on the 360. Now that I have an arcade stick. And so I did. And then in that process, I was like, hey, I think there's more shoot 'em ups available only on the Microsoft Store digitally. I ought to make a list of all those and start buying them up, especially you know before anything gets delisted or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so I made the list and I never started buying them. Um, a couple weekends ago, I did buy two. I bought Guanage, and then I bought Strania, which I think is a Microsoft published one, but not developed by Microsoft. Um, but I bought these two. You know, there's like. There's less than a dozen, I'd say, that I have on this short list. And, you know, most of them are honestly cheap. They're all like $10 a piece, maybe 15 or 30 for a, a real expensive one. Um, but these two were 10 bucks, And with Sonic Generation just done, it's like, 
well, you know what? It's only going to take, I'm only going to play them for a couple hours tops because, you know, you do a playthrough of these arcade style shoot 'em ups and, you know, a playthrough is like 30 minutes. So it's like, okay, well, even if I'm going to try and get as many of the achievements as I can, which these games are notoriously tough, so there is going to be a ceiling where I'm just not going to devote the time to getting all of them. Like, at the yeah. very least, I just I just want to play through them. I just want to experience them, check them out. So I'll probably only spend a couple hours with them. I could probably even, like, beat them in a night, get all I, you know, see all I want to see out of them in a night and be content. Um, Gowanage, I, I played through it uh, with one character. The arcade mode, it took, like, 25 minutes. Uh, very cool. It's kind of, it's set in, like, uh, Japan of hundreds of years ago. And you're, you know, it's not sci-fi or anything. You're not piloting a ship you're actually like controlling a person who's on the ground and it's real interesting because it is a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up so you know you're walking up towards the top of the screen but the path actually like goes diagonal sometimes or it goes to the side because you're actually like walking through these villages or through the forest and so that's neat and then mm. the boss designs are really inventive and creative it's set in Japan of hundreds of years ago, but there are mystical elements. You know, I, I'm this guy throwing like a million kanai a second, so of course it's not <laughs> super realistic. Um, Any enemy crabs with uh, magical weak points? Uh, not enemy crabs that I can think of off the top of my head. Again, I just played through yeah, it once, yeah. so I'm not super familiar with it, but there was um, a giant spider that had the head of a okay. cat. Okay, I mean, that, that, that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty standard, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like a massive centipede. Mm-hmm. And then I think the final boss is this like fetus-like baby creature. Oh, so is it, does it have any any ties like Death Stranding? Like, no, unfortunately okay, so, not. So, so no Norman Reedus or anything. Nothing. Well, Norman Reedus may be in this game. I haven't played it with the other characters. Yet. Who knows? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that that, that that's that's something that you can bring you can bring back to the show uh, next week once you've uh, you've you've tried all the characters to to see if yes, if, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, this seems like pretty decent. A lot of the shoot 'em ups on 360, you know, during that era, uh, I think 360 was seen as kind of the shoot 'em up console. It was kind of a niche thing. It's always been a niche thing, of course, in the West. And then I think even in Japan, it, it's not super, super popular. But I don't know if it was because of Microsoft courting of Japanese developers or if there was just something about the development process and the similarity between the 360 and maybe like the arcades of the past that made it easy to port these games to it but 360 had a ton of shoot 'em ups and actually a lot of the japanese ones are region free the console is region locked but you can buy a number of japanese shoot 'em ups and have them play on any region 360 well, i um, mean it was called xbox live arcade so yeah you know maybe well, they're just like well you know it's a, it's the new age arcade yeah well i'm talking about physical games but yeah i see what you're saying like arcade yeah. arcade um, so going in line, like going in line with this, you know, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of effort, a lot of, uh, a lot of work was put into a lot of these games. And so this one, you know, like I said, this is just like a $10 digital only release, but it has three different modes. And I don't think there's really a lot of variation between the modes. It's not like they're new stages or anything, but it has three different, uh, methods of scoring, I believe is how it breaks down. And then there's three different characters to play as. So, I mean, if you were actually going to go through and, like, see everything you could in this game, you know, it's still going to take you a couple hours at least. And then, you know, if you really do, like, get the hook set in you and be like, okay, I want to master this scoring mechanic. Um, all the cave shoot 'em ups they have these interesting uh, and unique scoring mechanics where it's not just shooting enemies. 
You know, it's actually, okay, well, you're going to shoot enemies with this guy, and then you're going to stop because then it's going to cause an explosion, and that's going to cause rings to come to you, and then those are going to, like, increase your multiplier. So there's a lot of, like, uh, special techniques you do to really get high scores in cave games. So uh, if you wanted to go down that way, this would be a solid one to do that with. I'm not going to take it that far. I just want to see it, dabble with it, and be better than most. You know, be better than the majority of people who play these types of games, but not the best. A, a, a very attainable goal, you know, just yeah. it's, it's kind of like my pack. Yeah, it's kind of like my completion percentage. It's like, okay, well, if, if I've got like a 64% completion percentage with, with my achievements, I'd like to at least beat that in every game. I, I'm going to try and beat that with every game I play. So, um, I, that's, I, I remember, like, you, you definitely put a lot of time into, like, Ikaruga back in the day. And I don't know if you, do, do you still go back to that from time to time? I have not. Um, so that is one where, uh, you know, again, like, 360 kind of being one of the best platforms for shoot 'em ups that's where I played it. Like, Microsoft themselves published the, the this version of Ikaruga. And with that one specifically, like, I put a lot of time into basically like getting a perfect, not maybe not a perfect score, but nearly perfect score on the first stage of that game. And like whenever I finally did it, this is after hours of you know memorizing the patterns <laughs> and with that game in specific, you know switching polarity to like counter the bullets or absorb the bullets. So after putting in hours of time to the memorization and like nailing and execution to actually do it, it was like so euphoric. And it's like okay. That is unbelievable. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> That's uh, I, with us, you know, playing Geometry Wars back back in the day, like going back and forth, and like getting further and further and further, and just you get that adrenaline going, and it's just like once once you die, and like there's that stop. It is so hard to get back to like in in that groove. So then you just have to like keep going back and back, and it's just like. Yeah, at, at some point you just have to be like, okay, that I'm, I'm, I'm good. Done, I'm done for the night. I can't get back to where I was. Yeah, my my eyes feel like they're about to start bleeding. They're burning because I I just I just can't blink because if I blink, then I'm gonna die. And yeah, so. But, um, was was, let's see, that was six items, I think. Uh, let's yeah. see, a halo. Game Trips, <laughs> Sonic, Space Science, Pac-Man Museum, plus Gowanus. Yeah, six. Okay, okay. I am so, done. That's, oh, okay, wait. So, no, I'm oh, kidding. Oh. I'm done. Uh, oh, that was, I, I thought there was like, oh, wait, but there, there there's more. Um, so, I mean, I mean that that is quite a week on top of, you know, your, your family reunion and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, obviously having. On, on top of just having a life, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, a full-time yeah. job. A uh, wife and wife a child. Yeah, like there's yeah, you know there's 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 a lot there. So being able to to knock so much stuff off off of the list is is pretty good. Um, you know, kind of going into the the, the new week, um, I I really think that probably one more session and Shadowfall will likely be defeated uh, and over and back on the shelf. Um, we still have uh, about as as of this recording. We still have about a month left before uh, Star Ocean: The Divine Force comes out, which 
but we oh. will have something to talk about next week about Star Ocean. Yes, because tomorrow it, it, it just dawned on me that uh, tomorrow the demo becomes available. Uh, tomorrow or the 20th? <clears throat> I meant the 20th, yes. Yeah. Wait, I thought Which it was I, the 19th. No, I thought it was the 20th. Well, whether I, it's the, either, whether. either way, I think you would be correct because even if it is the 20th, I guess you could probably change your system's region to, like, uh, Australia and get it <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's we, we will have the, the, the demo. And I just, you know, we... A couple episodes back, like you, you kind of like, you know, you were you were like, we're gonna. You know, I've got some kudos to hand out to to, to companies. Well, I've I've got a, a kudos to, to throw out there real quick. Not quite a, a segment itself, but you know, Square Enix they get uh, bashed on quite a bit, and I mean it's largely earned, I I think, but. Square Enix is really good about getting demos out for their games. Like uh, Valkyrie Elysium uh, just got a demo that released. Deofield Chronicle had a, a demo release. Um, even even if you know, I, I I don't know as far as like the quality assurance and stuff, but like uh, Ball and Wonder World got a demo. Stranger of Paradise got a demo. Um, uh, uh, Babylon's Fall got a demo. Like. They're, they are really good about getting demos out, so I, I've got to give kudos to Square Enix for letting people try their games before before they buy, which is something that seems to be getting fewer and fewer from a lot of companies. They're just like, well, you know, we just want you to buy the game, and if you don't like it, mm, too bad. So yeah, kudos to, cases, to Square Enix. Those demos have uh, progress that carries through to the actual game, so you don't actually have to repeat. Uh, events. Yes. Uh, Triangle Strategy, the Bravely Default games, uh, I, I think Octopath Traveler. They, they mm-hmm. had, like, uh, you know... So, yeah, like... And uh, even with, like, the, the newer stuff, like, I, I know Deofield Chronicle, I think some of that stuff can be carried over. So, yeah, like, kudos to, to Square Enix. You, you don't get very many kudos is but, uh, you know, kudos for still providing demos for a well, pretty much a vast majority of your games. Yeah, and in this case, I am like genuinely interested. Like, I, I, I just cannot wait to play the demo. And usually, like, I don't go out and get a ton of new games every year. And basically, it's like ones where it's okay, like Xenoblade, Star Ocean, this sort of stuff. It's like, well, I know I'm gonna get it, so I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna turn off my radar. I'm not even gonna pay attention to anything else. I just want to be surprised when I play it. But this is one case where I'm genuinely interested to play the demo based on the most recent Star Ocean game, Star Ocean 5, which was, you know, last console generation. It was a long time ago. And I have not played a ton of it myself, but just with how poorly it was received <laughs> and with them kind of pivoting this one into more of an open-world style uh, progression system, seemingly open-world style game, I'm just genuinely interested to see, okay, do they stick the landing? Is this something I'm really <laughs> going to enjoy playing next month when it comes out? Or is it something where it's like, ah... Uh, you know what, Jeff? I'm sorry. After playing this demo, uh, I'll get it. I'll still get it, but uh, it may not be top of the it may not be top of the list. Because yeah, like at, at least with you, like I'm I'm not uh, thrilled or you know super excited about the next Pokemon game, but I know that that you are, and that <laughs> comes out just a couple weeks after Divine Force. So yeah, I mean. That one seems like a sure bet, though. That's coming from Game Freak. Yeah. It's not going to be something where, well, like, wow, they really messed it up somehow. 
Well, I, I, I mean more along the lines of like not putting a whole lot of emphasis or time or like if, if you play the demo of uh, Divine Force and you're like, ah, I mean, I'm not as excited for it. The fact that there's like a couple weeks after Divine Force actually comes out, like new Pokemon titles that are going to, you know, you're, you're going to yeah, sink your true. teeth into. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That Those are definitely going to sap some time, I'm sure. Yeah, it, especially if you're not having, you know, that it, it, it's kind of like the, you know, with me and just kind of you know, kills on Shadowfall and our, our collective experience with Rising, Aeon Chronicle Rising. It's a, like I I could keep putting more time into this, but I would rather be playing a game that I enjoy than putting more time into a game that I really don't. So, yeah. So, and you, hey, if it is something like the last game, another thing about the last game is like it's only like twenty or thirty hours long, which is like extremely short. It seems for like a yeah a Square Enix caliber RPG, I guess I'd say, but you know, yeah, even if yeah. this one came out, it's like, well, it's an open world game, and they still somehow managed to like make it only twenty or thirty hours. Like, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll burn through that. Yeah, well, which and... I, I I don't anticipate that'll be the case, but I am just genuinely interested to try this. And I mean, that's uh, I I genuinely I I like the the Star Ocean franchise. I like. I played one and two, and then one of my favorite games is Till the End of Time, which just awesome game. Um, but then, like, I, I played... I, I can't remember how much I played of, of The Last Hope, but... Like, you, enemies, I remember you saying at Game Exchange in Claremore, you only played, like, an hour of it. It was, it was like, a, a couple hours, but uh, it was, still, like, like... I remember you saying that whenever I pointed out the, what, 360 version for, like, under $10. Yeah. Like, well, I've got the international version on PS3. I don't like it. It's, like... How much did you play of it? Eh, it was a couple hours. Like it's like a 40, I mean, 50, 60 hour game. At least with the the experience that, that I had, it was just like enemies were getting lost in in the, the in the like on screen field and stuff because like there was just so much like they were doing too much with color and it just like I don't know there was it it just really wasn't uh, clicking with me. Um, and then I, I didn't play uh, in uh, Faithlessness, Integrity, what, whatever that. Star Five, Integrity yeah. and Faithlessness. Yeah, the, that weird subtitle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, very much. Of course, like, they also had the, the mobile spinoff, Animasis <laughs> yeah. or whatnot, and that, yeah. that seemed to like come and go in a blink of an eye. And, of course, Square Enix with their, their crazy names. Um, but, yeah, like they, like Divine Force for just seeing it, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm actually really excited for this, and I'm glad there's a demo. Get to, to check it out, see what uh, what's going on with it, um, and uh, hopefully the demo is, is good and keeps our our excitement going for it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, as someone who is a huge fan of Final Fantasy XII, of Xenoblade Chronicles, those games with like big open environments to explore and yeah. just uh, saunter around with an RPG party, like the first trailers of Star Ocean divine force were a a big pull for me it's like oh that looks like one of those but with uh, and sci-fi yeah uh, like actual yeah. sci-fi like star ocean is a sci-fi fantasy rpg franchise but for the most most part like one thing that you and i have talked about is like it uh it says it's a sci-fi fantasy game most of it is just fantasy but, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, my big thing with those, at least playing one through three so far, you know, and a long time ago, they have tons of sci-fi elements. But at some point, it seems like okay, there's sci-fi stuff. Whenever you start up, you're in the future, whatnot, and oh, 
you crash landed on a fantasy themed planet and we can't yeah, break the yeah. rules and yeah. can't tell them who we are or use our weapons or anything so we got to use swords and shields and it's like well wait a minute this ain't this isn't a yeah. sci-fi game yeah but you know again kudos to, to square enix um but yeah so i will likely have Shadowfall done play the demo for uh the, the divine force which i'm i'm just like with with I, I think one thing that i'm also kind of equally excited for is just like you and i talking about it just our our, our takes and stuff on what uh what they're doing with the game um and probably gonna pick up uh killzone mercenary and play yakuza like a dragon so i can finally get some of those things knocked out too Okay, um, so you may have a pretty big list of things for next week. For my part, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. For my part, you know, I'll continue with Gowanage. I'll probably have that done in a day or two. Um, I'll probably just jump into Strania as well. That other shoot 'em up mm-hmm. I bought a couple weeks ago. Since I've got the the arcade stick out, it's like okay, well, may as well just knock two birds out, one stone, and then beyond that, like I said, you know, I am kind of getting ready. I'm 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 in the mood to get a longer RPG again. Uh, you know, kind of in the vein of Shining Force. You know, I played Shining Force not too long ago, and that was kind of a surprise. You know, maybe maybe I will fire up Tactics and continue on with my Suikoden games. Man, I'm just really hoping that that demo's good. Like, I'm, like the, the the closer that we get to it, I'm I'm just really hoping that that it's good because, like, in in a year where everybody's still talking about Xenoblade Three, um, like this is just such a a, a stacked year. Um, but, because, uh, yeah, I, I know that you're a, a pretty big fan of Xenoblade. I, I can't remember how much time you put into Xenoblade X for the Wii U, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and honestly, seeing the the original trailers of Divine Force, that's what I initially jumped <laughs> to was, okay, this is like Xenoblade Chronicles X, because it had, you know, basically giant mechs you'd pilot and fly around the open wor- the world at some point. And that game, I think I plugged like 120, 140 hours into. Like, it's it's. I've only played one and that. I have two. I have three. I, I need to get to those. But between one and X, so okay, they both got killer gameplay. Although I probably give the edge to X just because I think I remember it having a little more and it had some more mechanics and systems that again, you know, I'm that sort of mechanics-driven person. You Story, like the crunch. Yeah, give me the crunchy gameplay systems. And story-wise, you know, easily the edge goes to one. Story in X, not that great. But then the world, just like the visuals, the world design, the world areas, all the stuff about the exploration was just fantastic in X. So seeing those first trailers of Divine Force and seeing, oh, that's giving me strong Xenoblade Chronicles X vibes, and I loved the stuff that it seems like they're showing in these trailers from that game. But, yeah, it's... uh... It, 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 a really good week for both of us. I'm, I'm looking forward to just what all happens over the next week. Like I said, I'm, I'm hoping we've got some good good conversations to to, to have for uh, for the, the Star Ocean demo. Um, I mean, oh, good yeah. or bad. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about, about the, the demo you, on the next episode. Yeah, like good or bad. But uh, you know, I'm going to play through that demo. It very interested, genuinely interested. This was episode ten. We have made it through ten episodes. So. Next week, episode 11, already starting the, the hype train for Star Ocean. Hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed. But uh, 
I've been Jeff from Just One More Level. This is John from MyBrainOnGames.com. And we will be back next week. See you, everybody. Bye-bye.